Oh, look at these turkeys. Look at these turkeys. <laughs> All right, now the intro. How how am I? Am I audible at this point? It's, I did not get most of that. That's great. I did it. That's great. I'm going to do that the was, intro. I I am very confused. It's so great. All right. Oh, oh I, I might keep this in at the beginning. You will know why we are having difficulties. Welcome back to Bold of You Say, where we are having Wi-Fi difficulties. Uh, so I can't hear Alex very well, but he can surely hear me. So, yeah, we talked about things and new stuff and uh but cocaine bear yeah we and talked about cocaine bear this week for the movie uh, that's about it that's all i know big the big news minute story uh a, a judge has uh nuked the internet archive the basically like the biggest internet library uh may soon not exist at least in its current form follow me on social media don't follow gavin anywhere don't do it it's unwise don't do it share the show with a friend tweet our clips tweet our episodes etc etc you know how it is even if you haven't listened to this show you've listened to a podcast you know what they say give us money patreon dollar a month early episodes blah 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 anyway let's jump into this society in which we live one hold jump in the society of one one might one might say we live in a society and and you know what if i had to if i had to sum it up i would say america is a nation that can be defined in a single word i was gonna put him uh, we haven't used that one in a while that's what that's what that's actually what uh you sound like right now alex that's great that's great let's jump into it look at these turkeys (laughs) look at these turkeys That was cool. Audacity's free. Yeah. Isn't, That's pretty neat. Isn't free open source stuff awesome? That works, by the way. And that fucking works. works. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it kind of seems like uh, artists and, like, you know, tech developers, like like people that develop, like, applications like that, uh, are mm. in it for the art of it. And. Yeah. And, 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 and not to make a profit uh like in the case of audacity and uh thank you for bringing that up actually because i don't know if i don't know if you're on the show notes yet but uh i just finished writing up a segment on uh, a court case involving the internet archive what like a tennis court case yes gavin yes like a yes they played tennis like a like a man and a woman are getting into like a relationship so it's like a court they're courting case a court they're yep. courting each other yep, yep. that's it yep. um yeah yeah anyway uh or like someone has a speech impediment so they're trying to say cord but they pronounce d's as t's yeah they end up saying court yeah that's it i'm gonna let you get the rest of those out of your system uh and no, then i'm gonna on, they start take some time they take some time to, to they take some time to ferment so keep going i'll i'll let yeah. you know all right my people will talk to your people well anyway uh funny you bring up the audacity thing uh, and how great free stuff is uh because there's a court case involving the internet archive which if you don't know it's for the purposes of this segment part of it is they lend out books and like other works uh as sort of like a digital library and there's a court case four publishers are suing internet archive over you know a, a what they claim is a copyright issue. Like they're claiming that internet archive is doing something tantamount to piracy 
by lending out digital copies of books. Imagine, oh, I just want to say, imagine like Jack Sparrow, like, well, actually, I'm just putting this on a server and I'm. <laughs> I've got the fault in our stars on a flash drive. <laughs> I got a drive. I got a flash drive in dirt. I got a flash drive in dirt. And guess what's on the flash drive that's in the dirt? So the latest, to my knowledge, the latest development in the case is that a judge has sided with the publishers, like pretty clearly, like landslide, de- yeah, landslide decision uh, in favor like of the publishers. Of decisions, an avalanche of decisions against Internet Archive, and. Uh, at the top of this, I'll say, I, I will link this in the description, a uh, local news station did a segment talking about Internet Archive a few months ago and, like, the important work that they do, and they, like, talk to an expert. Um, I think he's, like, affiliated with Internet Archive, but, um, yeah, they talk about, like, what they do, why it's so important. So, so wait, this know, this that. this expert um, used to work for the shampoo company, Pert, because they're expert. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, uh, one of the aren't centri- funny. Anyway, hmm? aren't I funny? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how not funny it is when you do that. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, yeah. the the central concept in this case is controlled digital lending, which is is basically the practice of a library making a digital copy of a book that they have and then lending that book out in lieu of the physical book. Okay. So it's kind of a one-to-one translation of the function of a library to like the digital age. Okay. And uh the I guess the catalyst for this case is that Internet Archive went from, you know, this this sort of standard procedure that they do where they have, you know, one digital copy that they lend out in lieu of the book and they only lend it out to like one person at a time. Uh, they just switched it all to being unlimited at the start of the pandemic, like uh, like okay. April, 2020, I believe is when they did it because all of the libraries, all of the schools were shut down and they were like, Hey, you know, this is kind of an unprecedented lack of access to, right. you know, books and other media stuff that you would get at a library. So they switched it over unilaterally to an unlimited lending system. And that's kind of what pissed off publishers enough to bring it to a court case. Uh, and they're using free u- or fair use, excuse me, as a defense, uh, which I have issues with because it's a really shaky legal defense. They're arguing that it's transformative to lend to scan a copy of a book and lend it out as a digital copy. I kind of agree with the judge in this case that that really isn't transformative. No, it's not because I, I view transformative as being like, it's something in and of itself. Yeah. Well, legally speaking, a transformative work is something like a review or like commentary, like, you know, the, the most applicable or the most common application of fair use is like, on YouTube, people make a video and they use a clip from a movie, like what I do with our clips channel. And, right. you know, it gets automatically scanned by the DMCA system. So, you know, you get a copyright claim and then you have to dispute it. And one of the most common defense is fair use. And 
to be transformative, you basically have to not be um, presenting the media as it is. You have to oh. be, you have to like, yeah. you know, add a new message to it, basically, like put a new spin on it. Okay. And that usually takes the form of like, hey, this is my opinion on this work. Or, you know, here's a remix of this work if it's like a song. Uh, so that's kind yeah. of, that's that's what the realm of transformativity is. And I don't think this falls into that. So I think that's not the best defense they could use. Right. But, you know, I'm kind of a, an armchair expert here. I don't really know what defense would be better. Right. Um, but I, I do think there ought to be some kind of legal defense for that practice for lending out a digital copy of a book in place of a physical copy. Like there's like, it's been done. Like it's kind of like, you know, a practice that is common, but I don't think there's a lot of legal precedent over it. Um, but you know it would be transformative. I think if they had someone like, are the people who are getting free digital copy copies, if they had them read excerpts from it and record it, so that they can make an audiobook of it, because then technically they're doing a job. Kind of. Well, an audiobook wouldn't be transformative either. I, I don't think. To, to my knowledge, it's not transformative because you're just representing the original work. And right. I don't know if making it into an audiobook constitutes being transformative. Mm. Um, but yeah, if if there isn't a law protecting that, I think like uh, maybe there should be because conceptually controlled digital lending is the same as a library and there's right. no legal problem with libraries. We've had them forever. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I think it's just a case of publishers being greedy. Right. Um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I'm just reading through my notes cause I like just typed this up. So I don't have it all memorized yet but um yeah so do you know what the first sale doctrine is no so it's the idea that if you buy a book you're allowed to resell it or you're allowed to lend it to someone you're basically allowed to do whatever you want with that book or movie or okay. whatever but usually it's talked about in the context of a book so the first sale doctrine uh, according to this judge, uh, I'll just read an excerpt from the article that I was reading as research. Uh, in Redigi, the Court of Appeals plainly held that the first sale doctrine does not include a right of reproduction and that any broader scope of the first sale doctrine should be sought from Congress, not the courts. Uh, the judge held, citing landmark 2018 appeals court decision, which held there was no resale right for digital works under Section 109 of the Copyright Act because, unlike physical works, the digital market necess necessarily involves the use of unauthorized copies. Uh, I disagree with that. I think it's a case of, just like with the TikTok hearings that have been going on, I think it's a case of like someone like in the legal system not really having a grasp of what the digital age is and like right. how media in the 21st century works because like oh you know i'll use an example like i back up all of my movies onto jonathan my plex server right. and i don't know how much legal precedent has been set but like 
just thinking about it like conceptually like you know just looking at it like how like uh, applying how we've thought about works previously to how like it is now right like yeah the idea of making a backup of a copy of something that you own as long as you're not like reselling the physical copy because like that gets into the realm of piracy but if you own the copy and then you have your digital backup that you watch in the place of the physical copy like you get how that's not copyright infringement right yeah and i think that isn't really understood by this judge um i, I agree i think that's just a a fundamental problem with how this case has been heard right um let's see I, the anyway brought up the national emergency library thing that was how they they uh, unilaterally made all lending unlimited um Let's see. There's another excerpt from the article that I will read. Uh, currently, most trade publishers license ebooks to publishers only on limited terms. Generally, generally two years of access or 52 lens, whichever comes first, before the title must be relicensed, which librarians say inhibits their ability to build digital collections for the public. In addition, a number of older titles don't have digital editions. Libra- librarians add and are not likely to get a commercial digital edition because the works have no commercial appeal or their rights situations are unclear. Um, so my takeaway from that is, you know, maybe we should expand librarians rights, um, because what that basically laid out is, um, instead of how physical books are dealt with in the library system where they buy the book, somehow the library obtains a copy either through buying it from the publisher or getting it donated to them. Um, they're allowed to just lend that book out. They don't have to pay any extra fees. They don't have to license the book. They just have that copy of the book and they're allowed to do what they want with that copy um, because of, like I mentioned earlier, the first uh, the first sale doctrine. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I disagree with the idea that libraries should have to license books that they want to lend out. Um, and like uh, I, I kind of have two opinions on this. One of them is like the way things are opinion and the one is the way things should be opinion. Like the way things are, I think it makes sense that if uh, a library has a copy of a book, they should be allowed to make a digital copy, but they should only be allowed to like, or like, I guess it it makes sense to only allow one lend out per physical copy that you have. So like if you have one copy of the catcher in the rye, you scan it, you make the PDF of it. You can lend that out to one person at a time as if it were a physical copy. Yeah. I think that makes sense under our current uh, economic and and legal setup. Well, I mean, you also have to look at it, too, that technically it's not just, you know, the the lending out of a book. It's also the lending out of an idea, um, which in and of itself, um, you know, like even though a digital copy would be inherently physically different than the book mm-hmm. right it still is used for the same reason i think it's like a digital equivalent that's how i view it right and so i agree with you there where it's like you can make a digital copy off something that the like because the library buys it from the publisher as as i think it works right yeah right. currently like in the traditional model a library acquires a book either from buying it through a publisher. Like if it's a new book that like, if it's a new release, they'll usually buy it from the publisher. 
Um, Older stuff, they either buy it from the publisher or sometimes they get them donated. Um, So it's those are the usual two avenues. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they make they they buy a copy and then they can make one digital copy per physical book that they have. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like under like our current organization of the economy, like it, I I I don't agree with like the. Uh, well, I'll I'll get to what I think in a second, but yeah, it makes sense at least. I, I'll say under our current organization of the economy, but I think if we're talking about like what should be like if like uh, you know if I had God mode and I could just like make it how I want. You know, yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, I, I think capitalism holds back this particular technological development. Uh, I think if we're talking about what should be done, I think art should be preserved. I think it should be accessible by everyone. And uh, I just, I think that if it is possible to make a digital copy of something and lend it out. And if it's possible to make it accessible to the masses, I think it should be accessible. And I, yeah. And I don't like that, you know, that, I, that, that is held back by, you know, the need for publishers to make a profit. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Overall, I just think we need like a massive overhaul of our copyright system because like it's already been pushed so far from what it originally was. I think everyone knows to at this point that Disney pushed it so far. Like it used to be way shorter. The term for copyright used to be right. way shorter. It was like I want to say like seven years, but it was like in the territory of like now it's like fifty. Now or now it's like the artist's like life plus seventy years or something. Yeah, yeah. So I think at minimum, like you know, if we're talking about what ought to be done. I think that should be rolled back to, you know, pre Disney, uh, the, the pre Disney rules. Yeah. Um, and I think that we need to rethink how, you know, the law is structured because it's fundamentally different from how it was even like 30 years ago. Like we didn't I think have, that, you know, things like the internet archive. I think that if they, if we change copyright law to be more progressive, um, they should just start calling it a uh, copy left. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think they should do that. I think that would be a really funny bit. Um, do you though? I <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, if they did that, uh, I would be fully on board with that just cause I love the idea of them doing a dumb thing like that. Right. Me too. Yeah. Um, like one reason we need to roll it back. So like a lot of works are held uh, by defunct publishers or they're otherwise artificially kept from the public. Like one particular issue that I think a lot of people are aware of now is video game preservation. Like the 3DS and Wii U eShop just closed down. Um, the completionist on YouTube actually uh, put out a video where he buys every single title on the Wii U and 3DS eShop. That. And then he donates it to, I forget the organization, but he donates it to an organization like internet archive and uh, I think right. that's really cool. But Nintendo has made no efforts to preserve their no. own games. They no, actively <laughs> they actively suppress the preservation of old of, of old games that they published because they want to maintain 
the possibility of someday selling it back to us for a marked up price for a marked up price or like rolling it in with a subscription. Right. I just disagree fundamentally with the idea that we should protect publishers rights to someday make even more profit off of. Right. Let's be, let's be real here. Other people's work. Mm-hmm. Like the people running Nintendo did not make Super Mario Bros. I know, and I, 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 I get your point there, but also like Nintendo did pay the person who freely agreed that the creation that they make will be owned by Nintendo. Yeah, and they've made their profit off of it. They made a, they they sold it a lot, like thirty years ago. Yeah, and I just think the idea that like they need to make even more money off of it now like come on you had your chance and right. you made a lot of money off of it mm-hmm. not even just a lot of money but like a lot of money to have sex with like a lot of fucking money mm-hmm. a lot you know of I mean? fucking money a lot, a of, lot money of fucking to money to fuck with to fuck imagine how confused aliens will be when we <laughs> because we use the word fuck in every single other like every other sentence or just like, wow, non-english fuck- speakers these these people these these create these things just fuck a lot I guess yeah have a lot of procreation there so now we just throw that in every other sentence yeah <laughs> but like that you know that sort of prioritization of publishers' rights to someday make some hypothetical profit has led to a lot of works being inaccessible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I so funny story too because um, I kind of had that that issue with my i have a new nintendo 3ds right mm-hmm. um which now isn't new it's just it's been here i don't know why they it's it's called new but um yeah it's, it should be called the old 3ds it should be called the last nintendo 3ds <laughs> um but, but i was on I, I was like oh i should see what i i got some money to throw around i should see what games i can get to download so i'm looking through and it's like, oh, this has been discontinued. Thanks yeah. for shopping with us. And I was like, so now I have to either go to a store. Yeah, now you have to, now you have to buy it from like you know a, a third party seller at a huge markup, right? Um, which, which ironically, which actually, ironically, so like, because of Nintendo being money grubbing, they won't make a profit off of that sale. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of kind of strange, kind but of ironic. Um, but uh. It, it it I'm happy because I before that even happened I ended up buying Kirby's Epic Dream Course and that's nice. my that's the game dude that's the way to go it's yeah a good game yeah they should well, make a remake of it actually yeah well now the only way to reasonably get any 3ds or Wii U games is either stumbling across a used copy or just piracy right like those are the only two options that we're left with. So legally, we're only left with one option, which is hopefully stumbling across a used copy that's sold yeah. at a huge markup, and none or of the money is get, going like, to the artists anyway. Or I can get like a Raspberry Pi and download an emulator on it and then pirate all the games. No, we can't condone that. I'm saying I'm not saying that other people should do that. I'm saying that's that's a theoretical, hypothetical yeah. thing. Should be that fully could legal. Be done. Could be done. Yeah. I, I think I've said it before on the show, but in my opinion, once a publisher has ceased, uh, you know, production, publication, whatever you want to call it, like once they're done selling a work, 
it should go into either the public domain or have some kind of, you know, quasi public domain quality, you know, assigned to it where like you can freely access it because like the publisher isn't making money off of it regardless. They're just holding on to their right to someday make some kind of hypothetical profit. Just like my parents' marriage. Yeah. And I alluded to it before, but the way that we structure media ownership now isn't even designed to help artists. It's designed to enrich publishers. Right. Like, you know, an artist will get some amount of money for writing a book, for example, and then they make some residuals off of sales, but most of the money goes to publishers. Yeah. So like, 100%. you know, think of the artists doesn't apply as much as a lot of people think it does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just fuck publishers is a, it's kind of my point. And like, when you talk to artists, like when artists talk about this particular issue or like the idea of like loaning out their work, they're all for it. Yeah. Like whether it's like, you know, web developers, like like people that develop like games or people that like, you know, produce movies, right? Or, or, or like whatever. even people that like like the that cr- like the creative people. Right, yeah. Like when you talk to them about it, they're like, Yeah, yeah, I want people to see my work. I, I think it's good that it's out there. And like right. uh, I think this came up when we did our HBO Max segment, but a lot of artists were like yeah yeah this really sucks uh totally don't pirate my work oh no don't do that oh totally don't (laughs) no totally don't pirate um, my show that's why weird al is the best yeah weird al was like yeah there's vpn there probably no way to watch my movie yeah i bet you have a torrent of questions yeah yeah because he's like i i have enough money same with um artists generally once they have enough money to live they don't really care about making more off of their work like i mean same with um like that's um, not the motivation um uh fucking david uh fucking radcliffe fucking oh daniel radcliffe i was gonna be like david radcliffe i was like in the ballpark um he has like fuck you money Mm -hmm. and he'll just do he i think i saw an interview with the with him and he was just like he's like yeah i don't even care anymore like i just do what i want to do and yeah if you don't like it well i got i got money i'm gonna be fine yeah yeah that's all to say it's not the artists that are behind this it's publishers it's it's people who just want to make money off of other people's work that are that are spearheading this movement to take down internet archive uh like like Daniel Radcliffe, for example, he's like the kind of actor or like I think he's said in particular, like he has said himself, like, yeah, I only care about the money to the extent that it now grants me the ability to do whatever creative project I want. Right. Whereas publishers are like, no, we need even more money. We've already made a trillion billion dollars off of all of the Harry Potter books, but we need to make even more. Listen, we've we've already bought the moon, but we want the solar system. What if what if we made NFTs? Like NFTs are just a bastardization of what the internet should be. Like it takes this, 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 this entity that exists beyond the concept of scarcity and applies artificial scarcity to it. Right. Like I've said before in a post scarcity world, capitalism doesn't make sense. Yeah. I wish I had more commentary on it, but I just like, yeah, no, that's, those those are objective facts that are, yeah. 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 Um, Why do we have hungry people? Yeah. 
yeah, like we were talking on the phone yesterday about how like, yeah, we have enough food. Why do we make people pay for it? Why do we? Yeah. Yeah. Because some people pay for it and they're like, they're like, oh shit, I don't need eight pounds of meat. I need to throw half of this away. Yeah. We like, we throw out so much food, like, Mm -hmm. like throw a rock in the internet and it'll hit a story about uh, like someone that works at like a restaurant or a store talking about how they have to throw out food and they're not allowed to take it or give it to people or else they'll be like sued or fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I heard a really kind of sad story about like the issues with like luxury, like restaurants. So like, like Gordon Ramsay's restaurants, right? Where it's not necessarily about how good the food tastes, it's about the experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Almost like the menu. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, man, it seems the, like the, the menu is trying to say something about society. The the uh, the issue being that they'll take like an entire orange, right? But they only need like like five percent of the orange's skin to make a garnish, and then the rest of the orange just gets thrown away. Really makes me think about how we live in a society. But yeah, that's you know, sucks. I don't agree with Jared Leto often. Uh, and even then, that's not Jared Leto actually like saying that. That's the character that he's portraying it's the saying Joker. that. It's the Joker. Arguably a worse it, person, but maybe... Uh, arguably, let, yeah. Let's go we with they're, this... They're, this, they're equally bad. You know, when Jared you think Leto about it, is what... equally as bad as the Joker. Maybe. Um, uh, you know, but when you think about it, Joker isn't really... isn't uh, Like, he has a point, I feel like, where he's just like, <laughs> no... No, listen, just fucking listen. He has a fucking point. I love how you're all... so careful about what future employers could possibly hear. And then you're like, the Joker had a point, though. Well, oh, yeah, listen, it's not up to some vigilante. You know, we really do fucking... live in a society. No, it, that's this is the point. This is the societal point, Alex. Okay, listen, stop laughing. Stop it. I see you. I see it. Wipe that. S- listen here, right, you dog faced right. pony soldier. Right, I wiped it. I wiped it off. I all wiped right. off my, my So what? What the Joker is trying to say is, right? It yeah, should tell be me up what to the some... Joker's trying to say. Okay, here's the thing, Alex. Oh, he's telling us the thing. He's telling us what the Joker meant. So, listen. It shouldn't be up to some fucking vigilante. To tell everyone what's what and to, to, to set the societal rules for the society. That should be up to society. The society and our in which we live. And our institutions, which in Gotham are sorely lacking. Yeah. Um, which I don't know why the Joker does what he does then. It seems like he would want to like take a political science class, maybe a criminal justice class. Get a PhD in those fields and then like... Because if you think about it, if he went through the same amount of effort... To get a bunch of cronies and to get a bunch of dudes to like kill other people and do bad things, it's a lot harder to do that than it is to go to college. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, my point is we live in a society and I think Joker. <laughs> you think Joker whatever. should run for public office? Like in Gotham or like not in Gotham, like in um, fucking like in Harley the, Quinn? The, yeah, like in Harley yeah. Quinn. <laughs> dude that was great my mom great. i got my mom hooked on harley quinn nice. she loves it um That's awesome. but when he runs for office i'm like fuck yeah speaking of media <laughs> preservation i really hope the third season gets a, a physical release soon because right. they, they did the first two but i guess that was when it was licensed under like the dc streaming service that doesn't exist anymore 
And yeah. the third season was like produced for HBO Max, which will not right. exist anymore soon. For sure. Yeah. HBO Max is uh is not going to exist. Uh right. It's uh being changed into a yet another HBO streaming service. Um, I think it's I HBO think now. Should. You know, it's weird. It's weird that um if you spelt Max backwards, it's not like Sam, it's Zam. Because X makes a Z sound when it's yeah. going like that. Yeah. Never thought of it like that. When you think about it, we do live in a society. But And if you spell if you spell it HBO Max or HBO Now, wait. If you spell if you spell Max and Now backwards, it would be one Zam. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. I wish to- I were high. I want to be high right now. <laughs> To any future employer, I'm not high. I just want to be. Oh, okay. I don't know if that makes it better. It doesn't? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, my, my main point, to, to wrap it all up, to, to, to put it all succinctly, uh, yeah, I just think that capitalism has held back art, uh, and I think we need to grow past it. Uh, just as a society, like, generally... Like, I I don't think we should pay, we should have to pay for food when we have an abundance of food. I don't think we should have to pay for healthcare as individuals. Uh, when we have an abundance of medicine and doctors, I think it should be free at the point of service. Anything that you need to live or anything that you would die without, uh, it doesn't make sense to make people pay for it when we have it, uh, when we, when we have more of it, then we know what to do with, but specifically uh, all of that, but about books. Right. Yeah, that's my that's my point. Anyway, do you want to... Let's see, we're about 40 minutes in. Probably like close to a half hour, cutting out all the rambling at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> like you making coffee with your Keurig, sorry. you wasteful I'm sorry. fuck. I'm sorry. Anyway, you want to speed round this Justin Roiland uh, story? Oh, it turns out... Here we go. I can, I can do this. I got this. Are you just going to read my Roiland. bullet points? No, I'm not. Oh, I'm cool. just going to fucking raw dog it here. Justin yeah, Roiland raw dog it. was... Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the verbiage. Um, to any future employers, we're not actually t- raw dogging. <laughs> He's wearing a condom. I have socks on. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, then, uh, oh my God, he almost had me say, to any future employers, Justin Roiland... Uh, <laughs> to any future employers, Justin Roiland is technically innocent. <laughs> is technically legally innocent. He was accused uh, and and brought to court on charges of um, it was uh, false imprisonment, imprisonment and domestic violence. Was it? It was like domestic assault and battery. Yeah, and it was like false um, imprisonment by like menace, intimidation, or I want to say like coercion. Something right. along those lines. Basically, he's a and, wife beater, and uh, he, I guess, kidnapped her. Right. And so, the, you know, that was a thing. And then he went to court. Also, I will add, uh, sorry to interrupt again. Uh, it's been like an open secret. Like, apparently people just kind yeah. of knew how he was. But it was like Harvey Weinstein, where it's like, who's going to say anything? Right. Um. So anyway, he went to court, got fired from Adult Swim. And his uh, game production company, which I forgot Squanch what the fuck's called. Who cares at this point? Who cares? They made Who like cares? one good game. Yeah. 
and uh, yeah, so that's happened, and now a jury, uh, a jury said that uh, there's not enough evidence to convict him um, of those crimes, which doesn't mean that there's not evidence. Yeah, it means there's not enough evidence. So while he currently is a free man and is is legally innocent of these crimes he's been accused of, uh, doesn't mean he didn't do it. Right. <laughs> doesn't mean he yeah. didn't like. Yeah, the case was dismissed do things. due to lack of evidence. But like, I mean, it's it's kind of known. Like a lot of people know how hard it is to prove that kind of crime. Right. Like, you know, how do you prove that? You know, you were assaulted. And how do we? Let's n- how do we prove? Let's make no that, mistake either. Like, like he's 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 a wealthy guy. Yeah, he, he has yeah. made a lot of money on a hit, two hit TV shows, um, and he he's bringing in a lot of money for Adult Swim and Cartoon Network. Yeah, um, and the his his victims probably aren't. So he probably has a lot of really great lawyers. Um, yeah. For better or for worse, um, and in this case, I think for worse. But um, yeah, and our legal yeah. system protects the wealthy and powerful more than anything else, right? For better or for worse. Um, so yeah, um, he is a free man at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, he's a lot like O.J. Simpson in that he is legally innocent, but like, come on, come on, come on. I yeah. mean, like listen, it's, it's, if, it's hard to it, prove no. like, you know, like domestic assault, like because it because it's like, you know, once the bruises heal, it's like, well, how do we know? And mm-hmm. it's like, how do we prove that he did this? And, you know, it wasn't something else. Right. Like, to be clear, I, right. I believe the, the victim in this in this circumstance. I 100 percent believe the victim. Yeah. But yeah, the trouble is proving that in court because you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt and like you know yeah you know um i was gonna say something else yeah i just i think it'd be funny if you went to a job interview and they're like yeah so you went to trial for domestic assault and battery what ha- what you know in false imprisonment what happened there and you'd have to say i'm legally innocent yeah <laughs> i really think uh, and i I don't know if this is an original idea for I saw someone say this on Twitter, but I really think he's going to have like his own daily wire show within a year. Oh yeah. I think he's going to have some kind of like, you can't cancel me kind of thing where he's going to like produce a cartoon for them. And these, and and these woke people try to cancel me. And, uh, God, he put out a statement that was like, I have been, you know, I've been absolved of my crimes and you know the these these allegations were false and i and i knew they were false but like i read it in the morty voice <laughs> <laughs> and it makes it so oh. much funnier <laughs> like it's, these allegations were false it's such an unfunny false. situation but like reading the statement in the morty voice <laughs> just <laughs> makes it more funny than it really should be Oh man, that's not okay. It's not. I imagine reading them in the Morty, Rick Sanchez. Morty, the allegations are false, Morty. No, I want Rick to come in and be like, Morty, Morty, we both know Morty. Those allegations were true, Morty. You're <laughs> fucked up, Morty. <laughs> he also hasn't commented on, you know, his alleged uh, inappropriate messages to minors. Yeah, like which is like a whole other thing, and 
and whole other copper case. miners and uh you know yeah not only is he like flirting with miners i don't know if he's like sent like photos or anything but like for the record he, we don't mean miners like in the ground getting yeah not like coal mean. miners yeah glad we uh, distinguished that yeah, he's just sending really cringy, like flirting, like yeah. messages to kids. Not okay. Not okay. Not good. Not okay. Don't do that. And he has not commented on that at all. Not even to say that it's untrue. Um, but yeah, the only reason I wanted to bring it up is to say, like, you know, just be careful before you join the welcome back committee. Right. You know, don't get on the bandwagon of like, oh, he's innocent. The allegations were false. You know, let's mm-hmm. us, let, let's let's berate women on the internet. Like, don't right. jump on that bandwagon. You know, so quickly. You know, kind of think it exactly. out. Exactly. Think it out. Like, I yeah, agree. he's legally innocent, but like, come on, mm-hmm. you know how this stuff yeah. goes. Yeah. Like most rapes aren't solved because of how our legal system is structured and how you know right. the police respond to it. And how societally it's it's handled. Yeah. A lot and, of people don't, like, report rapes because they're afraid of the societal stigma. Yeah. And simultaneously, like, people will be like, oh, she's just saying it for attention. She's just trying to get clout. Meanwhile, those are the exact people that are berating victims and making them afraid right. to come out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we watched I, a movie this I, week. We did. Uh, we watched uh, Cocaine Bear. Yeah. It's like a version of Care Bears, except they're now selling cocaine. Yeah, I mean, in a way, it's really not that. No. No. At all. Not at all. Anyway. Uh, What did you think of it? it, I thought it was really good, a little gory for me, but it's definitely one of those movies that you see the, the trailer, and you're like, this can either be a really good movie that dives into some, like, philosophical stuff without, like, advertising. Excuse me. Without advertising it, or um, it could just be bad, or it could just be what it is. And this is a great example of a movie just being what it is. Yeah, that's that, that um, was kind of my takeaway. Right, and I'm I'm actually kind of happy about that because sometimes I get anxious when a movie gets all philosophical when I wasn't expecting it, and yeah. I'm like, I just I just want to no, don't but go. Should into a that. bear have cocaine? But should a bear have? You're right. Um, uh, this really says a lot this about is the very folly much- of man. Uh, right but this is very much a movie where it's like uh what you see is what you get and um it was very gory uh and i i think they had ryan reynolds son in it right ryan reynolds son yeah he has a a kid and i think his kid was in the movie perhaps or maybe not think so but i will look it up um but the fact that they had two kids just being funny kids i think was a great like um like a great break from the gore yeah you know i think it was pretty cool um there's a scene where the mama bear gets kicked off a cliff and falls and i'm like fuck it god damn it the bear doesn't know guys honestly the bear like, doesn't know i was kind of feeling for the bear by the end Right, me too. I was like, it's going to have a terrible hangover after this. Yeah. But also, like, it doesn't know it's consuming cocaine. Right. It doesn't know that eating people is wrong. It's a bear. All it knows is when I eat this this paper bag, it makes me feel really good. 
And mm-hmm. also, uh, I looked it up. Ryan Reynolds has three children, none of which appear to be in this movie. Never mind. I thought Ryan Reynolds' son was in this. He's Oops. not. He's not in this. Oops. Um, I really yeah. like that. Like you said, it just is what it is. It's called Cocaine Bear. Like, like you kind of know what, what to else? expect. And it right. really delivers on that front. Uh, I also like that it's based on a true story, only to the extent that uh, there once was a bear that ate cocaine. And then died of an overdose. Yeah, well, that's what happened in real life. The bear and the, the two cubs end up living like past the end of the movie. Right. Like, they're just thriving on they're cocaine. Just cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, they're just yeah. a family of bears that like to have cocaine together, and it feels really wholesome. Uh, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, you know, horror movies in particular have a bad habit of being, quote unquote, based on a true story. Like, yeah, you see it a lot with like paranormal stories where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, this is based on true events. And like the true events is like there was a house that was a little bit creaky. Yeah. And it kind of freaked me out a little bit and made my tummy rumble. And it, yeah. And you it know. just, yeah, it kind of spooked us. Then we moved uh, like that, but this is just, very much like if, the well, thing it, is no one's no one saw the actual cocaine bear like fucking going ham. They just found a dead bear and we're like, hey, there's a dead bear here. Yeah. And then they did some tests to make sure there aren't any new diseases, and they're like, the bear died of fucking cocaine. It died All right. very quickly. Um, actually, I remember even before this movie was announced at all. There was like a Tumblr post that went around like about this story and was like, did you know that there was a bear in the 80s that ate a bunch of cocaine and then died? And then someone was like, you know, for a a very limited amount of time, that bear was the apex predator of the earth. Yeah. 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 But like, like anyway, anyway, I was saying like the the based on true events thing, like with most movies, it feels kind of cheap when you realize how little it like actually reflects the real events but with this like it just feels like yeah there was a bear that ate cocaine what do you want the true story because it'll be a 30 second short it's gonna be a bummer that sarah mclaughlin will say what would you do if there was a cocaine and <laughs> bear right in front of you a day you can keep you can help us wean these bears <laughs> off of cocaine um yeah, but no, I, I, I just love. I, I like that they really just said fuck it and made the most entertaining thing they could out of it. Yeah, no, it's oh, dude, that one scene where the lady's on the stretcher. Oh, oh, and she, ah! she's like getting road burn ah! on her face. Oh, oh, god, dude, she oh, just falls me. out of the ambulance. Yeah. and just gets her fucking shit wrecked by the concrete. Oh, yeah. also, Jesus like Christ, the bear acts completely like uncharacteristically like it does not act like how bears act and they even pointed out like yeah no bears are supposed to be peaceful and uh like i don't know what the effects of cocaine would be on a bear but i feel like even then it wouldn't be like cocaine are on a human well i i i don't feel like a bear would be like seeking people out to brutally murder but like that kind of goes back to the movie like just being like fuck it and you know telling the most entertaining slasher story about a bear on cocaine killing people right right do you care do you care about the realism come on just hop on enjoy the ride exactly and i really appreciate Um, that i i I like i want to put into perspective here for a second how much a bear even not on cocaine how much a bear can just ruin your day Mm -hmm. 
because there's they a reason they you. say what that would ruin my day yeah that would ruin anyone's day uh, 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 uh motherfucker can just rip your arm off with its jaw yeah one bite done kind like of a wild carrot. like nothing like nothing it 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 will it will try to pat you on the shoulder and then you're bleeding from your veins inside yeah. of your shoulder because its claws are that sharp. Um, th- so you know when I when I think of a bear on cocaine, I'm like, I should just die. Yeah, <laughs> I should just die. I you know let me I'll do it myself. Yeah, I uh, love how also the bear like not only kills people but it also feels like premeditated. Hold on, Gavin. I- your webcam's frozen. I don't oh, know if your some technical I don't know if your connection is uh, fucked up or what. Oh, it's my Wi-Fi. I mean, you can understand I am me. Recording. Oh, I can hear and understand. Yeah, you're good. Okay. All right. All right. God Himself could not stop this show. Anyway, I don't know how much I'm gonna no, have to no, cut. What I'm gonna not. do to trim around it? But there's an internet outage at my uh, place. And that's why we have to uh, do this jarring. That edit. he owns and lives at because he's an aristocrat. Hmm? Yes, yeah, I cough. said that there's an internet outage at your castle. Yeah, my castle and my ivory tower. Uh, there is trouble in paradise. Anyway, wh- do you remember what we were saying about the movie? Um, no. No. <laughs> Um, I remember saying something about how uh, it's based on a true story, and I, I just love how loosely uh, it's it's quote unquote based on a true story. Oh, it's like, yeah. Once there was a yeah, bear that ate can... cocaine. The end. Now let's make a summer blockbuster out of it. Exactly. Uh, this is very much a movie that's like, it's like just turn off your fucking head. Yeah. And watch someone get mauled. Yeah. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun movie, I think. Um, oh, what else? What else? Uh, I, you know, I feel like it is definitely a turn your brain off kind of movie. It's like, yeah, we're just here to see a, a cocaine bear. Oh, oh, I remember what I was saying. I remember what what I the point that I was making. Um, <laughs> the bear when it kills people, like it feels premeditated. Like this bear seeks out right. victims. Like uh, this bear has stalked them for two weeks beforehand. Well, and like was trying to take notes on on where they were, why they're there. It takes how out long they're there, like and the, then it decided to take them out. It takes out like the park ranger and like the two shitheads or like the three shitheads, and it like yeah hides one of their bodies in like the the closet, and like puts its the body's head like in a bucket. So like it falls on someone when they walk in and the bear is inside waiting and like there's no logical reason that it would be. It just is because that's the kind of movie that this Mm -hmm. is. And I really appreciate that. Right. Um, I just love Uh, how it spits in the face of logic. I like how when the um, cartel guys are talking with the three shitheads or with the um, that one shithead Mm -hmm. and they end up getting like really close yeah, like throughout the walk. Oh yeah, and, and, and it's really adorable. That yeah. one guy whose whose girlfriend died, and that one kid, and he's just like, I had this this uh, what is it? Uh, he had a salamander. Because mm-hmm. I had this salamander, and I loved him, and then he died, and I was so sad. And they were like talking about it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I was and, gonna and say it kind of makes you feel for the the characters by the end. Like I'm like, you know what? Good for right, him. I'm glad right. that he has that dog. I I would I just want the best for these uh, guys. I know it's great. Um, I like the guy in the jean jacket. He was he reminded me of Mr. Mord. Uh, which one was that? The guy in the jean jacket. I forget his name. Yeah, but like, was he one of the cartel guys or uh, what was he? Yeah, he was. He was one of the cartel. He was the son of the main cartel. Guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He was a uh, played by the same guy that played Han, uh, young Han Solo in the Han Solo solo movie titled Solo. A lot of, a lot of I like that. That's great. Yeah. He was a. Uh, yeah, he was. Apparently, he like needed acting lessons on set. That's the story I remember hearing. But like, he's a good actor. As on we, the as set we see. of Solo. Yeah, on the set of Solo. Um, oh. He was also in uh, Hail Caesar, and he was pretty good in that too. I think he's just good at playing like sort of a like a, a lovable doofus. And I just think Han Solo was very right. outside of that wheelhouse. He's probably one yeah. the, the the kind of actor that can only play one type of guy, but play it pretty well. Right, right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I I will say, uh, the what do you think of the CG bear? I mean, the thing is, I'm not here in this movie to watch this amazingly detailed CG bear. Yeah, but like, like I, I, is, I personally I'm, think that like, yeah, the effect was like kind of cheap, but uh, I, I think it looked pretty good, you know, for, for what kind of movie this was. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, it's not like a nature documentary. Yeah, really, like, really makes me appreciate how far like CGI has come. To where like a stupid right. like low budget like slasher kind of movie like this can have like decent computer effects. I just think that's neat. Right. I love that scene where the cocaine bear is running up to the ambulance and it jumps and it's like this is totally you can't yeah. jump <laughs> at an you can't just go be running at thirty five miles per hour. Also, the idea that the bear's heart that- hasn't given out yet. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. But I, that's the thing. We're not here to do that. We're not here. We're not here to watch this movie to be like, that's actually not realistic. Yeah. Um, actually, a real cocaine bear wouldn't do that. <laughs> a real cocaine bear? <laughs> another thing is. I don't think uh, that exists. Another thing is like, I was kind of jokingly like while I was watching it, I was like jokingly being like, oh, no, guys, it's the cocaine bear. Like, guys, gotta watch out. It's the cocaine bear. Like, talking as the characters. But then the kid actually, like, refers to the bear as the cocaine bear. And I just love that. Right. Like, I was doing it as a joke. It's like, it's like, I just remember that Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like, yeah, he's pointing at the TV. He said it. He said it. He said the thing. He said the thing. I just love the idea of it. Of there being a horror monster that is the cocaine bear. You know what I mean? Right, I just, just a normal bear. I'm just high on Colombian, so, uh, Colombian so nose glad candy. that exists. I just, I want, to, uh, I want to thank each and every but when I, cast and crew member that made this movie happen. Right. Um, I, I like the fact this happened in real uh, Sorry, I don't like the fact this happened in real life because I just feel bad for the bear. Oh, yeah. Poor bear. Uh, poor bear. He didn't know. I bet he was freaked out. He oh, just yeah. didn't know what was going on with him. Yeah. But he was just like, my, I'm who a bear ha, doesn't ha. know what cocaine is. Ha, ha. Right. And I feel bad because he's just a bear. He's just a little bear doing his buried business. Yeah. Oh, you need to go out again. No, I'm, I'm still here. There we go. 
There's just like a delay. Hello? Hello? You break Hello? you're breaking Hello? up a lot. Oh, Hello? is it like a connection Hello? thing? Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. Pretty a lot. You're breaking up a lot. Okay, how am I now? Uh a little better. A little better? Am I good now? That's there we go. Okay. You're good now. All right. Yeah. We're just gonna have to deal with those uh for now. I apologize to the listener. Uh, I love how that happens right as I'm explaining, like, hey, I got I had to join Discord on my phone, so there might be some issues, and then there was immediately an issue. I'm happy, I, like, I, I'm just happy that this time the technical malfunction isn't on my end. Usually mm-hmm. it's my problem. Yeah, now Usually I just have to like, give Gavin, myself you, the lashings. I'll be, like, on the phone with you, and I'll be like, Alex, my, my, my computer isn't turning on, what's going on? And you'll be like, when's the last time you charged it, Gavin? Yeah. And I'll be like, charging? What's that? And you'll be like, okay, so you know that cord that came with the computer? You need to plug that into an outlet and then into your computer. And I'll be like, my computer doesn't have an outlet. <laughs> or and you'll be like, no, Gavin. Or or you're like, my computer's or my Google Drive is run out of storage or my computer's run out of storage. And I'm like, well, have you tried deleting old files? And you're like, oh. oh. You mean I don't need to keep every <laughs> single recording that we've done? No, Gavin, you don't. <laughs> Also, uh, Ray Liotta's last movie. I don't really know much about Ray Liotta. I guess he's a big deal. Uh, but it's his last movie. Some people are upset about that because a lot, like some people, just do not like this movie. Um, and I disagree with those people. Oh, I think on. they don't get it. And they're like, um, actually, the trails don't look anything like that. There's I no would, cocaine in those trails. I would like be yeah, so it's, honored it's, it's, to have this be my last movie. Ray Liotta was he the the chief of police guy? Uh, no, he was the like the cartel guy, the dude's dad. Oh, didn't he die? Yeah, that's why I say and it was his died. last movie before he died. You you broke up. That's why I'm like, oh shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah. If there, if I if I ever don't listen, it's actually because you broke up. Uh, so uh, it's actually your fault. It's actually your fault. Um, actually, uh, so I'd say best movie ever. I would say actually it's pretty good. It's really good. It's I pretty good. It. I liked it. I don't re I don't rewatch a lot of movies, but I could like easily like I could easily see watching this like showing it to a friend. Uh like showing it to like a lot of friends if I had those and like not getting tired of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of times you show a friend right. a movie and you're like, "Okay, the only reason I'm enjoying this is cuz I'm like watching my friend watch it but like i I, I could i could watch this again i think right and that is high praise for a movie to get right this was it's weird because i have the opposite opinion it's like i liked it the first time i saw it but i can't see myself ritualistically watching it i i will say once and i know what happens and i'm like cool i will say i wouldn't watch it alone again you're breaking up you're breaking up you're breaking up i don't know you sound like a robot with bronchitis. How about now? How about you now? sound good. Okay. Anyway. Um, You're good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would watch it again alone, but like, you know, if I, oh. if I were to rewatch it, like with a friend or something, like oh. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be tired of it. You're breaking up again. You're okay. breaking up. Well, whatever. It's not important. Oh. The listener got again. it. And you that's sound what... like a robot with bronchitis. Hey, Gavin. Hey, Gavin. Yep. Hey, Gavin. <laughs> I'm only getting the bits where you're trying to be snarky and you're like, you're like the listeners got it. It's really great. 
Yeah. All right. How am I now? How You're I now? good. Okay. I don't know how, for anyway. how long. Anyway, I'm just wrapping up my points. Uh, the listener got it. That's what matters. Anyway, best movie ever. Best movie ever. Best movie ever. Anyway, it's my turn to pick next week, despite the lies you tried to push last week. It is my turn to pick because you picked American Psycho and Cocaine Bear. I just want to make sure that's established. Now, I have two options that I'm kind of going between for next week's movie, both of which seem enticing. One, a classic, Back to the Future. Uh, I, I I have the Blu-ray. I just ripped all of like the like the bonus features from the disc uh, to Jonathan, as I will talk about in recommendations. Uh, the other one is M. Thregan. Do you know, uh, have you have you seen the trailers for M. Thregan? You broke up again. I can't. What was the second choice? Uh, have you, you please repeat yourself? Okay. All right. Can you? How am I now? How am I now? You're good. Okay. You're have, good. Are you familiar with the movie M. Thregan? No. Uh, it's the one about like the robot doll that like kills people. Chucky. It's like Chucky, but it's not supernatural. It's just a robot. You're breaking up again. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. How am I now? You're. You're. It sounds like I'm just trying to be a dick, but you're actually breaking up. You're good now. We live in a society. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, we do. Let's. <sighs> okay. All right. So, I will defer to you. What What do you think sounds better? Back to the Future, classic. We all know what we all love it. Or movie, uh, that is like pretty, pretty, pretty funny, pretty kind of over the top about a robot doll that kills people. Uh, the second one. Robot doll that kills people. All right. Yes. All right. So next week we will talk about M. Thregan. Uh I got the Blu-ray. It is on Jonathan. So Gavin, you can plex it if you want to, awesome. which you will have to actually. I shouldn't have phrased All it right. like it was an option. I will. I will do All that. All right. I will do that. All right. All right. Anyway, let's get to recommendations okay. of the week. Um, oh, am I back online? Hold on. Let me check. Hold on. Oh, never mind. Saw a little thing that uh, was back online. Nope. Fuck. All right. If you have anything to add to recommendations, add it. I will not see it, but just, you know, jot it down so you can remember to bring it up. How about that? Yeah. 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 Actually, I'm going to try turning off video and I will see if that helps. Um, That might help with like the voice issues. So let me know how it is. Um, anyway, uh, I'll do my first recommendation in the meantime. Uh, so as I, as I mentioned, so, um, I think I, I think I talked to you about this on the phone the other day, but, um, I found online, so I, backing up, uh, I didn't know that you could like add DVD bonus features, uh, to Plex, but I found out you can. Um, so like one of my favorite things about having like DVDs as a kid growing up was like watching the special features. That's, that's, that's something that I liked personally. Yeah. Yeah. And now I have that, uh, fun thing that I like in the form that I currently now watch movies. And I think that's really cool. Uh, I'll link the, uh, the article on like Plex's like forums. Um, so if you are a Plex guy, like 
I am, and you are in the same position that I was where you didn't know that you could rip the special features, I will uh, I will include that article in the description because it's a really cool, useful thing if you have your own Plex server. It's kind of the long and short of it. Uh, the second recommendation and my last recommendation is a video of uh, Hassan Piker reacting to uh, an H3 podcast segment where Ethan Klein talks to a sort of like one of those like self-proclaimed like alpha male guys. He has yeah. like he has like a drop shipping business, which if you don't know what that is, it's basically just buying cheap shit and reselling it on other websites. So like you order That's stupid. Yeah, you like order a bunch of stuff from like AliExpress and then like resell it on Amazon with like your own logo slapped on it. It's really Yeah. It's really unethical and it's just kind of a shitty business model. And that's like what this guy that he was talking to does. Um like that's kind of one example of how bad he is. He also has like a lot of really bad attitudes about like women and like like the LGBT community. Um, what the self-proclaimed alpha male yeah hold on let me actually oh, i just remembered i can't play a, a video because my internet is out fuck anyway um i'll just i'll just describe it there was like a a part that is particularly great because this guy is like yeah i think being gay is a choice and ethan is like just Socratic methoding this guy. He's like, why do you, why do you think it's a choice? And he, he was like, he brought up like the left-handed thing that we've talked about before, where like left-handedness used right. to be suppressed and now it's not. And it's kind of flattened out at a certain percentage of the population. And he's like, so did, do you think that you chose to be straight? And he was like, well, no, like I, like I, I just am naturally attracted to women. And he was like, yeah. So do you need me to connect the dots for you or and the guy still didn't get it. He still did. He was like, right. I need a second to think about it. And he, it just kind of went over his head completely. Right. It's, it's great. Um, but yeah, this video is like 30 to 40 minutes long. Uh, but yeah, I think it's worth it. It's, and it's an entertaining watch. If you like already agree with us about that kind of, th about that kind of stuff. And it also is like useful right. to know, like, you know, different arguments to bring up if like, you know, you are ever in that situation where you have to like defend the idea of, you know, certain groups existing, you know, um, yeah, it's also just entertaining. Right. And if you don't necessarily agree with us, maybe it'll change your mind because Ethan is a very good, um, he's, he's, a, he's, he's good at using rhetoric and he's good at like making his point. He's a good debater. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. do you uh, do you have any recommendations? All right. Um, I would like to say he's looking around. That, he's looking around um, his room. My his, yeah, I have a boyfriend. His name is George um, Glass. Uh, that's a deep cut <laughs> reference. And if you if you understand what I'm saying, uh, you you a real G. Uh, you know, you know, you, uh, you can just I, say you don't you know, have. Anything. I got nothing. You know what, Alex? I got nothing. Thanks. Fine. There you go. <laughs> I got now. You happy now, Alex? <laughs> you happy now? Is that what you wanted? All I want is that what you're looking for. All I want is honesty. <laughs> <laughs>
What's the definition of dishonesty with recommendations? <laughs> if I actually like something, I recommend mugs. Uh, I recommend They're life cereal. Hot and cold liquids. What was the one the that fuck, you recommended dude? a few weeks ago? <laughs> oh, I forget what it You like were like cereal? recommending like the concept of like, what was it? Like men's heels. You're breaking up again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Convenient. Convenient excuse. Am I good now? I cannot hear you. Well, I uh, know. Fuck. How about how's this? We live I can in hear a you society. Now. You can hear me now? Nope, never mind. No, I was wrong. I was wrong. This I'm is I'm not being a dick. I really I cannot hear you. This is my connection when I ask it to be stable. I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> Could you hear enough of that to make out what it was? For some reason, only the memes I can hear. <laughs> like this is this is I haven't look. I have I trouble even mentioning, even saying to myself, <laughs> my own head the number of years. I no more think of myself as being as old as I am than. I I need to fix that sound pad. Uh, for some reason, it just cuts off at the end. I cut it off too early. Anyway, how am I now? How's how am I? How am I? Uh, you're intermittently in and out. I cannot. I, at this precise moment, you're fine. At this precise moment, I'm fine. All right. Anyway, nope, I don't mind. Okay. Nope. Yep. All right. Nope. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start doing the nope. outro. I'm yep. Gonna, can nope. you? Can you hear me nope. enough to know what I just said? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna gonna do the outro. Gonna do the outro. Yeah, I'm gonna do the outro. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to okay. another episode of Bold of You to Say. Whether or not we like it, this is the show. This is this is the <laughs> end. Not necessarily by our own choosing. This is just what we've been left with. If you liked it, then like it. If you subscribe, then subscribe. And if you comment, it better be nice because we're, we are hanging by a thread. Please subscribe on Patreon so I can, you know, I was going to say so I can afford better internet, but, you know, monopolies. Anyway, share the show with a friend, tweet our clips, tweet our episodes. Our clips channel is in the description, so subscribe there if you want clips from this show. It's kind of self-explanatory, uh, but share those around. They're very digestible. You know, I'll add a recommendation very quickly. I, uh, I did a, a, a set at the Blind Pig comedy show, and that will be up on the podcast feed by the time this is up. It was very good. It was a very good set, in my opinion. I did very well. I was described by one audience member as the least racist person in the lineup. So, you know, that's something. Anyway, go listen to that. Share it around. Uh, help out my career. Get me to the point where I feel comfortable uploading to YouTube. Uh, because I... Let me, let me be honest. I need an audience of people that will be positive towards me. YouTube is not kind to, to new comedians with no audience. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's, let's go. Let's, we are defeated. 